This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tim Moser, your host on Real Presence Live. I would like to thank Ed Konechka, Amanda Jensen, and Sierra Heitkamp for being on last half hour. We're talking about the North Dakota March for Life. I tell you, it's, it's such a great thing to do. There's so many lives been changed. I've talked to several people. I, I taught on a college campus for uh, almost 30 years, and uh, it's pretty amazing, the lives that are transformed. And, and, and two big things. Number one, the March for Life. Um, so many, you know, Catholic schools especially have gone, and it really transforms students. One in particular I remember is uh, a gal named Julia Johnson, who actually, is, I think, is out in Bismarck and married now, but uh, comes from a good family. Her mom died young, actually. She's the only, only uh, girl in the family, if I remember right, the, the youngest child. But boy, she developed a passion for life at uh, Fargo-Shanley. Went, and I believe she even spoke at the National March for Life uh, the year that Shanley carried the banner. Uh, just amazing to see those lives change. And of course, those lives that are changed by the March for Life uh, transfer into great marriages, transfer into great vocations for the priesthood, the religious life, and all these kind of things. So it's just great. So we want to thank, again, everyone that's making this North Dakota March for Life possible. And again, please pray for this, January 29th. All right. Well, we have a great, great story for you here. A doctor who made a radical decision in his life before and his life after that. We'd like to welcome Dr. Michael Knapp. Welcome, doctor. Hey, great. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing today? I am doing so well. Thank you. So, um, you're Dr. Michael Knapp, you're a family medicine practitioner, right, at Avera Medical Group in Aberdeen, South Dakota, correct? Correct. Now, if I remember right, Aberdeen, isn't that the intersection of U.S. Highway 12 and U.S. Highway 281? Did I get that right? Yes, you got that absolutely correct. Wow. I mean, I, I used to look up maps as a kid. I, I was one of those weird kids like that. But you know, who has maps anymore, right? You all, always go to Google Maps, right, or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, well, this is wonderful, Doc. Appreciate it. Uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit of background, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me on the uh, show this morning. So I was born and raised Catholic, and I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, been married to my wife, Catherine, for 28 years. We have two children. Noah is 20 years old, and he's a junior at St. John's University in Collegeville, Minnesota. And my daughter, Rachel, is 17, and she's a junior at Roncalli Catholic High School in Aberdeen, South Dakota. As you mentioned, I'm a family physician with Avera Medical Group here in Aberdeen, and I've been here for 13 years with Avera Aberdeen Family Physicians. That's great. So you, you said you're brought up Catholic. Just just curious, is it, you know, in Sioux Falls, and that's great. Being brought up Catholic can can be a variety of things. Um, would you say it was a devout Catholic family that, you know, you practice the faith a lot, or just, you know, some, um, you know? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I would have to say that I was definitely grown up in a devout Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I received all the sacraments uh, in a timely fashion. I was baptized at St. Nicholas in Tullatine Catholic Church in Queens, New York. I was actually born in New York. Ooh. And then we moved to Sioux Falls in 1975, uh, where I received all the other sacraments at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Sioux Falls, and I attended St. Mary's grade school and middle school, and then I graduated from O'Gorman High School in Sioux Falls. And uh, and then I, after graduating from high school, I went to St. John's University, where my son is a student, and uh 
and where I got my degree in social work. And so I've really been exposed to Catholicism through my whole life. And then when I was 15 years old, my father, uh, Deacon Henry Knapp, was ordained a permanent deacon in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And so, uh, you know, weekly uh, Catholic Mass on Sundays was really part of our life. And, and uh, you know, Catholic, I had 16 years of Catholic education between St. Mary's of Gorman and St. John's. Um, and so very much a part of my life, uh, uh, being born and raised Catholic. Absolutely. So you didn't happen to play football there at St. John's, did you, Doc? No, I did not play uh, football with uh, Coach Scott Gliardi. That would have been a pretty awesome experience, but uh, no, I was not a football player. Yeah, they, 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 he certainly is a le- was a legend. Has, has he passed away now, do you know? Yeah, he passed away, I want to say maybe four or five years ago, okay. uh, maybe even longer than that. So yeah, he, he had quite a, quite a history of uh, coaching those uh, college students. Yeah, so he, absolutely. He's, he's a legend at St. John. Yeah, absolutely, that's for sure. Well, this this is great. So I, it's exciting. So you have this Catholic uh, education, this Catholic foundation. Um, but you talked about this, uh, the pilgrimage you went on with, with, with your dad and, and with the priest and your uncle. Tell us a little bit about that. and Well, maybe tell us a little bit before, because when did you actually become a doctor? Yeah, so I, I went to medical school from 2000 to 2004. This was actually a second career for me. Okay. I worked as a social worker at McKinnon Hospital in Sioux Falls for six years. So medicine was the second career for me. And when I finished medical school, I did a rank residency at the University of Wisconsin in Eau Claire. And as you're training in the medical field in the United States, um, contraception is really part of the education, you know, it's kind of expected that you, uh, that you prescribe contraception. So I just kind of followed the path of the medical school. I followed the path of the residency. And it wasn't uh, until I came to Aberdeen that I had a wonderful uh, partner of mine, uh, Dr. David Walks, uh, who is actually a, con- a convert to Catholicism. He was gently tapping me on the shoulder for a number of years, trying to encourage me to discontinue prescribing contraception. And um, it was after a number of years uh, with his witness that I knew that I needed to discontinue this as part of my practice. But it was a really hard decision, you know, because, um, you know, it was just so ingrained in my education. So I had a wonderful opportunity to go on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land when uh, Bishop Paul Swain was celebrating his fifth year as a bishop in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. He, He hosted a pilgrimage, and... I had an opportunity to go with my uh, my father, Deacon Henry Knapp, and also my uncle, George Knapp, his brother. And, you know, when you go on a pilgrimage, you, you, you kind of create a prayerful environment for yourself. And my prayer for me during that pilgrimage was to help me discern or decide what I should really do about this contraceptive issue in my practice and in my life. I knew what I needed to do, but I was very fearful. Um, and so... Uh, one of the things that we do is when we're on the pilgrimage, we oftentimes dine in family dining. And we're uh, at, at table in Jerusalem, and sitting at the table with me is my partner, Dr. David Walks, who promotes natural family planning. Glenn Ritter, Dr. Glenn Ritter, who's now a deacon, deacon Glenn Ritter for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, he was sitting at the table with his wife. And he promotes natural family planning in his practice. And then Dr. Mary Jane Gates, who is an obstetrician with Vera, who also promotes natural family planning. And so the topic came up about, you know, natural family planning. And here I am with three Catholic physicians that, 
denounce prescribing contraception in their practice, and they're living their faith. And it was really uh, a moving moment for me. And that that was basically my prayer being answered, you know, on that on that pilgrimage. And they were really a witness to me for the rest of the trip. Uh, Father Ed Pierce is a great friend of ours, and he was on the pilgrimage as well. So that night, I actually went to counsel with him. I went to confession and talked with him about my discerning. And uh, so that was that was a really uh, spiritual day for me. And um, so that was in November of 2011, and then in. Um, March of 2012, I finally made the decision to proceed with um, making that choice. I wrote a letter to my partners, and uh, I discontinued in March of 2012. And uh, the night before I sent the letter, I went back to confession again, and I was Father Shane Stevens, who's now a, a priest in Bell Rapids. Uh, he was our pastor at the time at Sacred Heart in Aberdeen, and so, um, you know, that that confession that discernment to change my my life was really important to me um and so since march of 2012 i haven't prescribed any contraception um in my practice and it's been a pretty awesome experience for me wonderful we're talking with dr michael knapp down in practicing down in aberdeen right now about his story and a great witness so I, I can see, you know, going back to your uh, your pilgrimage to the Holy Land, they were kind of ganging up on you there, right? You know, I was like, okay, no, I'm, I'm sure they were very nice about it, but you saw people that you respected who were practicing their faith, who had valid, real reasons for what they were doing, and obviously that, you know, the Holy Spirit kind of touched you through that, and, uh, and you know, and, and you saw that decision, you know, uh, about half a year later. What, what was it? Was it a difficult one? Did you go back and forth, back and forth, Doc? Yeah, I think prior to making the decision, I did go back and forth. And, you know, I, I read some ethics reviews and written um, from a Catholic perspective on the ethical nature of prescribing contraception, you know, and, and basically studying the respect for life from conception to natural death. And um, and I understood the natural death part, and that was a really uh, important part of my practice, but I was missing the beginning of life issue. And so um, I kind of went back and forth uh, for a number of years. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, Dr. David Locks, my partner and uh, mentor of mine, just gently tapped me on the shoulder very lovingly and, and encouraged me to continue to pursue um, discontinuing uh, prescribing contraception in my practice. And, and so I, I, I'm very grateful to him for his mentorship. And he meant, I'm sorry, yeah, and you mentioned he's a, he's a convert as well, isn't it? And I don't know if... This was a big part of his conversion, not the teaching on life. You can you can address it if you know for sure. But isn't it amazing how many times it's, it's the converts who really have had to fight and wrestle, right, with all these issues? They're some of the ones that can shed the most light on it for us. Yeah, I, I can speak a little bit personally to him. So he was a convert at marriage, and um, they were very interested in embracing natural family planning in their marriage. And so he actually became a medical consultant with the uh, fertility care model featuring natural technology out of the Paul Paul the Sixth Institute uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, and then his wife Marilyn is uh, is a, a natural family planning uh, practitioner uh, with the with the uh, Pope Paul the Sixth Institute as well. So they really embrace it in their marriage and in their life, and then also uh, witness to many many patients over the years. Yeah, what what a what a great example and what a great witness that is. And you know, as you mentioned, so many people. See it well, you know, respect life from uh, conception until natural death. But you're right. I love how you added the word "natural conception until natural death" because that's that's the complete picture of the human person. Yes, absolutely. 
um, my belief as I support the church that, that life begins at conception. Amen. Amen. That's so good. We're talking with Dr. Michael Knapp uh, out of Aberdeen, South Dakota. His journey, a wonderful journey, helped and assisted by a convert and some other doctor friends and his father, the deacon. It's had a lot of great influences in his life. We're going to take a little break now, but when we come back, we're going to continue with his story and some extra training that he has received as well. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. If there is a merciful God, how can he allow such suffering? I'm Father Chris Alar. God took his greatest risk in giving you his greatest gift, free will. He risks that you may choose not to love him and to hurt your neighbor. But even then, God wants to bring a greater good out of evil. There is no worse evil than a creature nailing his creator to a tree. Yet God brought a greater good from it, your redemption. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows it. Why? Because your suffering can also be redemptive when you share in the cross of Christ. It is not easy, but when you learn how, it changes everything. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Inspirational, uplifting, extraordinary stories. Yes, that is us, Real Presence Radio. And thanks to you, our listeners, for your support and your prayers. We really appreciate it. Because it brings you things like this. Dr. Michael Knapp, on phone with us from Aberdeen, South Dakota. We call it the banana belt up here. But anyway, you know, we're in Fargo, way up north here. So uh, welcome back, doctor. We call it the hub city because of all the railroad tracks, but we also don't like all the wind. It's very windy here in Aberdeen, but thankfully not today. Yeah, exactly. You just go a little uh, southwest of you toward the Rapid City area. That's when you really start getting the warmth, right? Yes. We're in snowstorms in there in 50 and 60 degrees. 
isn't it crazy? And, and if they do get the snow the next day, like you said, it's 50 and it's melting. It's like, really? Exactly. <laughs> well, good. Well, so we're talking with Dr. Knapp about his journey. He's um, a physician who has decided to uh, not uh, issue contraception anymore. It's embraced NFP and, and, the, and the fullness of pro-life agenda. We really appreciate that. And uh, But I'm guessing, Doc, if you've had some patients, right, that are used to, hey, you know, you're prescribing contraception, you've been doing this for us. What was their reaction like when you made this change? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think I was more fearful about the reaction than the true reaction was. You know, a lot of patients were respectful and they say, yeah, whatever, if Dr. Knapp doesn't prescribe contraception, then we'll go seek it somewhere else. Um, and some of them were kind of curious, you know, well, well why? What, why? Why do you want to do this? And so it, it allowed me to open up a conversation, discussion about um contraception and, and the consequences of using it. Uh, and my partners were very receptive to it as well. And so I think I was more fearful that the outcome would be bad. Um, but I did lose quite a few patients. You know, we when when we talk about contraception, we talk about women coming in for their pap pelvic and pill. And so a lot of women would just come in and get their uh, their yearly pills refilled. And so I ended up losing uh, quite a quite a population of young women that were on contraception and just wanted their pills refilled. But as a consequence, I was able to acquire uh, some families that were willing and desiring to embrace natural family planning. And uh, as a consequence, I ended up getting a lot of, you know, large Catholic families with multiple children, and they're embracing natural family in terms of planning their family life. And then it was interesting because as I chose the path that I did, I felt uh, braver in wearing my Catholicism as a badge in the community, and I ended up getting patients coming to see me because they said, well, I heard you were a Christian, or I heard you were a Catholic, and so um, it, So I ended up getting a lot of wonderful uh, patient encounters, wonderful, a lot of wonderful experiences uh, because of my choice, and so the consequences were not as grave as I anticipated. Isn't it amazing how when God closes a door, he opens a window, the old saying goes, right? You know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. And, and, and think of the peace of mind that you had, you know, in, in doing that. That is so awesome. You you also uh, went on for some further education, didn't you, Doc? Yeah, so uh, my choice to no longer provide contraception really allowed me to uh, become more educated in natural family planning. So I actually went to the Pope Paul VI Institute in Omaha, Nebraska, and I learned about NAPRO technology, um, uh, the Crane Fertility Model featuring NAPRO technology, and that's uh, uh, two, uh, two one-week courses in Omaha, Nebraska, and then some internship and training um, under the, the tutelage of uh, other physicians that practice this same Crane model. And so it was about a year to two-year process of education, learning about natural family planning, and then I had to take a certification exam, and so I'm certified as a fertility care medical consultant through the American Academy of Fertility Care Professionals. And um, so, you know, uh, we have a fertility care center in Aberdeen. We have one in Sioux Falls that uh, promote natural family planning, and you can find my name on the Diocese of Sioux Falls website. You can find my name on the avera.org website. And it's an opportunity for, for couples uh, to come in and learn about natural family planning. So not only do I not prescribe it, but I can promote another option for a family planning that doesn't involve hormones and contraception. 
That's wonderful. And as you know, getting back to the, the faith component and even the relationship point of it, you know, one of the, obviously, the great things about NFP, I mean, the two things you always hear, right? You say, well, you know, NFP, is, it's just the same as contraception. Then when you say, okay, well, let's do NFP, they go, no, 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 wait a minute. It's like, okay, it's way different, right? But, exactly. you know, and, and then the second thing, though, maybe you can address this too, as you know, with your wife and you know, my wife and, of course, practicing this as well, it really strengthens your relationship, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So what we do is we promote that the husband engages with the natural family planning charting just as much as the as the wife does. So she so he can be actively involved in um, what's going on with the with his wife's fertility cycle. So we really it's it's really a couple engaged um, uh, proponent of uh, of the marriage. You know, with contraception, oftentimes it's a woman's responsibility to take the pill, or it's a man's responsibility to put on the condom. And so um, it takes, it's a shared responsibility in the family, and it's a natural form of, of um, family planning that we're not using barriers or chemicals, and uh, it doesn't interact with the sanctity of marriage, which uh, is the relationship between the husband and wife and God present in that, in that marital union. Amen. And, you know, I've looked at some, some research and, and whatnot, and again, I'm not saying it's causality, but there's a high correlation between couples that practice NFP and happy marriages and marriages staying together, a very low percentage of couples who truly practice natural family planning get divorced. And that, you know, that, that's a pretty powerful statement. Absolutely. You know, probably one of the most awesome experiences I had was uh, I have a family that was, that was using natural family planning and I was doing obstetrics at the time. And I knew the uh, woman was having contractions, not because of the monitor, but because they were praying the rosary together. Mm. And when... I, when she was having attraction, her her uh, her Hail Mary got louder and faster, and so they were praying the, the rosary through their contractions, and that was a that's a, that's a natural family planning experience that I had that's just uh, is forever uh, in my heart. So that's a pretty awesome experience. Absolutely, what a great story, uh, Doctor Knapp. We have about one minute left. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with, or any any final thoughts? Um, you know, I talked about this in my men's group this morning. We talked about uh, a lot of people wear logos on their shirts and on their shoes and on their jackets and on their caps. And I hope that I can, we can encourage our listeners to wear the logo, wear the badge of your Catholicism. Because there certainly is, Catholicism can fit in every social life, every work life. And if you truly uh, live your Catholicism, people, people are going to know, this is a Christian, this is a Catholic and uh, and you can do it without being shameful. You cannot do it without being condescending. And uh, so I encourage people to wear their badge of their Catholicism proudly every day, everywhere that they go. That That is great advice. As you know, that joyful, peaceful, prayerful, loving witness attracts people. Beauty attracts. Love attracts. You know, they'll know we are Christians by our love, right? John 13, 39. That, that's so good. Doc, we have about 20 seconds left. Uh, final thought. Uh, I just uh, love the fact that you're uh, promoting natural family planning, and I appreciate the talks you had earlier today. And uh, thank you so much for having me on uh, Real Presence Live. Well, we really appreciate you sharing your story. These inspirational stories really help us live our faith. So thanks again so much. All right. God bless. All right, Dr. Michael Knapp. Thanks again so much. Well, Therese, we, we, we did it. I didn't even mess up all that much, did I? Nope. Wow. Okay. Good job. Well, I try. <laughs> Praise be to God, right? 
Well, good. That's great. Again, thanks again for uh, for uh, mm -hmm. being the engineer running the board and doing all those great things. And we probably have more of these shows we're going to do sometime soon, huh? Yep. We're going to have another one coming up tomorrow, huh? Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. And our hosts are going to be Jack and Doreen Kennelly. They'll be coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Grace I got Clawson. the microphones all warmed up for them, so good, it'll be good. good. Yeah, yeah. The dynamic duo, I like to call them. <laughs> Grace Clausen will be on to talk about defending life on college campuses. And then, did Jesus have to be baptized? Monsignor Brian Donahue from the Diocese of Fargo will be on to discuss this. Mm -hmm. All that and more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live, and that's Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. I like that. That is awesome. So... You've, you've got a lot of work to do for these shows, young lady. I'm not, I'm not sure how you do it. I, well, the Lord, Lord provides. Lord provides, huh? <laughs> you don't wake up at like at three in the morning going, oh my goodness, I got to do that. Or do you sometimes? Um, sometimes, <laughs> but not a lot. Good. good. Every it's, now and then it's like, it's, shoot, I forgot. But it, It's great much. that you're at peace. No, we, we appreciate all you're doing, you know, because Real Presence Radio, the, the whole staff, you know, starting with Mark Holcraft, executive director, all the way down. Just really appreciate all that, all that you're doing. I'd like to thank my guests today, Angela Wambach and Rochelle Savageau, and of course, Ed Konechka, Amanda Jensen, and Sierra Heitkamp. We have that great North Dakota March for Life coming up January 29th. And of course, the great story by Dr. Michael Knapp. Great inspirational story. So yes, we are back into ordinary time. Baptism of the Lord we just celebrated. We celebrate our baptism. Isn't it great? And just like I was talking about before, before the top of the last hour, Jesus' life is a model for ours. We get baptized, we're clean, right? For the forgiveness of sins, that's why he came. Baptism forgives. Original sin and all actual sins we've committed when you're baptized. Then it's our job to respond to God's grace. Say yes to that voice. Thy will be done, not my will be done. And live a holy life by the grace of God, grow in virtue, live with joy, live with happiness, and reunite ourselves with God and our loved ones after this life. Well, we've had a great time. Thanks again so much. Until next time, this is Tim Moser saying thanks again. God bless you and Real Presence Radio. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.